Facebook man Post lies about my life which no one else can Filters on my face disguise my age So money that I don't have as good as on my page Why don't you cover on my team It's called living the fake Facebook live dream Supposed to pick me deep clean But it's pizza and burgers for dinner You know what I mean a Snapshot of vacations that I got no money to take Since you were my sports car You know that it's a fake And my love loaded up with things that aren't even true Pretending on Facebook is my thing It's my thing too And friends, which I've never done met. A pick of my lunch is what you're gonna get. I heard a post of your baby say it's one darn cute kid, but I lied cause it's ugly. That's called an online fib. I talk about success in my job and the pending promotion, but in reality, it's a psych cause I got a demotion. Only the thick Facebook man. You block me on Facebook without a judge, jury, or trial. I'll be creeping you the next day with a shiny new profile. See a pic of my family? Yeah, we're having a good time. Well, the joke's on you. We have not talked in eight months or nine. I'll tell you about the weather and the stuff you don't need to know. I'll fake a good illness so the sympathy will grow. I'll ask you to donate to my made-up cause and post selfies on the daily that ain't breaking no laws. So don't judge the life of the fake Facebook man pretending to be happy like no one else can. How is that sunburn treating you, Kinsman? It's treating me well, didn't I tell you? Give me a day, 24 hours. Uh, it looks like I was in the Caribbean for uh, a week, right? When I when I burn, it, uh, it, it comes back in a nice leathery tan afterwards. Yeah, I still think you're burnt. And, and here's what I think right. what happened last night. What's you that? went into the bathtub with a calamine lotion, the uh, all the salt, the bath bombs. You regretted your decision not to use proper amount of sunscreen. This is what I think. Do, do, do I look like a bath bomb type guy? No. Yeah, you do. You, no. you hold it inside. No, when I when I, when I go shopping for uh, the body wash, if you want to dive into uh, you know the that side of kids, uh, I look for the three in one. I, I have no time for the conditioners, the shampoos. Body washes. Uh, I, I just find the three in one. If it smells half decent, you know, with the mask on, it, they, it's harder to smell these things now. But uh, you know, that's usually the the go to catch. <laughs> right. All right, Kinsman. You know, we have one of Canada's 
greatest comedians on tonight. And you know, I always have a beef with you when we have comedians on because you know me, I'm a comedian. I tell a bunch of jokes. All I get is a frown. And I know when Derek comes on, you're going to be a ball of laughs again, right? You, you, you think so? Well, 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 he is deemed one of Canada's funniest comedians. Yes. He, he, he does uh, outrank you just, just a smidge. But uh, I, I do laugh at your jokes uh, the odd time. No, oh, you don't, kids. I do. you, you, all these other kids. Do, do, do I give you the pity laugh? It's the pity laugh. <laughs> yeah, I have feelings too, Kinsman. But uh, no, it's a, it's a great honor. Uh, we're we're going to bring Derek on very shortly. And yeah. even better news, he is going to be in Timmins this weekend. He is. Uh, He's got uh, two, uh, two back-to-back shows at The Surge. Yes, that's right. And there's still you know a small amount of tickets available. Right. Two shows at The Surge. And if you haven't seen Derek perform, like you need a laugh right now. Like there's been so much boiling up of negativity in the last what two years now. It's time to let it go and get time to let her go. And uh, the good news is with the restrictions, uh, you know, you are allowed to uh, hang with your your peeps, do some mingling, nice to mm-hmm. uh, you know drink a cold beverage, and uh, you know watch uh, some funny uh, funny jokes being tossed out by Derek. Say again, he's going to be a a great act, and again. Available at the Surge. Pick them up, and uh, you know you can also uh, contact Rick Lemieux. He's uh, he's also selling the tickets out there. And uh, Rick, 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 Rick Lemieux. Look at that! Okay. Rick Lemieux is headlining on the for Derek, and I think he's doing a bunch of shows with Derek. But I know he's going to be at the Timman show. So, so let let's bring Derek on. Okay. Are Are you ready? Are we ready for some big laughs? Yes, I do believe he's hanging out backstage. That's uh, you're, you're you're looking for the interference. I think uh, Derek's sitting back there. He, his his mic is live, so that's probably what we were hearing. Oh, uh, let's bring him on right now. Let's bring him in. There he is. Oh, hey, sorry. Did you guys hear me open the can? Sorry, you guys were talking about cold beverages. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing without a drink in front of me? This is bullshit. You, you only you only cut Kinsman off, so that's okay. Yeah, he he wasn't saying anything. Right. Before. So so don't worry about that, but. Tell me a little bit off the bat. You're growing up. Were you the guy, like, what do they call it? The class clown making everyone laugh? Did it start off early for you? Uh, maybe a little bit. I guess I was always seeking attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the class clown. I was actually very shy as a kid. So I would have to be in an environment that I was comfortable in to start clowning. Uh, I'm actually still very shy, which is odd. But except when I start doing stand-up, then I goes away. You dive, you dive, dive into the set. Your your blinders are on, and uh, you forget everything about being shy. And then you start. Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess, life. Yes. I guess because I'm more in control there. Like whereas in life, when you go and you meet people, uh, you're not super in control, right? You're not in control. Like at the grocery store, you're like uh, you say something funny. Excuse me, and they're like, "What the hell are you looking at? Oh, that's crazy. Who would ever say that?" And you're like, "Oh, you got to deal with the social parameters of the." Oh, I'm sorry that offended you. Whereas at one of my show, if I say something and the person's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that," I could be like, "Fuck you, you're an idiot." <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm more in control. Do people expect you because you know you you're pretty well well known uh, across the country? Do probably should have asked you. Are we allowed to swear on this? You can do whatever you want you on our show. Do whatever right. you want there, Derek. Right. I yeah, just saw the little bell. It says presented by Bell. Oh, oh. shit. Sorry, <laughs> Bell. <laughs> they're one of our partners here in Timmins. But I'm wondering, so you're pretty well known and 
and when you're on the stage, you're a comedian, but like if you're in a restaurant or in the mall, do people like approach you and say, tell me something funny there, funny guy? Do you get that a lot? That does happen. What happens even more is people will tell me the stupidest street joke and they'll say that I could have it. Like, oh, you could use that in your little skit if you want. And then right. inevitably I will punch them in the face. <laughs> even, I don't, even if it's an old lady that tells me I can use it in my skit, punch in the face is what you get. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not violent. I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they do. Sometimes like people, I have, I have like, you know, on stage we have these, these uh, tools that we use to navigate certain uh, uh, situation. Yes, you guys understand. I'm a public speaker by trade, but for 16 months, my trade was I'm having trouble communicating. My my vocabulary in French is bad, and now in English, it's, it's I can't speak either language well. <laughs> but uh, people do often say make me laugh. Where the only time that I've ever even attempted is like at the border, you know, like when the border guard are like, "You're a comedian, eh? Why don't you tell me something funny?" But the stock response is. That's that's my job. I mean, if you give me twenty five bucks, I'll say something funny. That's but right. I made the mistake with a border guard once. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're a comedian. Why don't you tell me a joke?" And I'm like, "Well, you're a border guard. Why don't you stick your finger up my ass?" Well, <laughs> he did. So well, I owed him. I owed him a joke. <laughs> I get you. Get what you ask for. Yeah, that's right. All here's a snap of a leather glove and a rubber glove, and uh, okay. <laughs> your your move, Derek, is whether it's Andy. Yeah. So a rabbi and an imam walk into a bar. Hello. <laughs> is there a big difference between performing in front of a French audience and an English audience? Do you, do you adjust your sets? Good question. Um, uh, I don't really adjust because I I, I, start, I try to stay true to who I am, but I definitely the response is different. <clears throat> I just, uh, we just did, so just for laugh and just pour rire just finished, and I did a just pour rire show and I did just for laugh show. And it's different. It's so hard, though, to explain it to you guys. It's, there's so many intangible things that make it different. Uh, a lot of it stemmed from, especially in Quebec. So it's not so much French audience, but it's French Quebec audience. Mm -hmm. um, stand up, you have to understand, is only about a 35 year, 40, 40 year old um, métier or, or say type of, of consumable art, if you will. Okay. Uh, whereas, you know, English stand up, you know, we call it American stand up, dates back to, you know, the turn of the, the, the 20th century, vaudeville days, right? It's had time to evolve on itself. So French Canada, Quebecois comedy has evolved on its own too. Once it was established as a thing within that culture, it evolved on its own over 40 years, not influenced by the American stand-up. So what audience now expect is what Quebec has kind of presented to them over the last 40 years. So the simplest explanation would be Quebec audiences expect more character-driven, uh, scripted, right? Like they, it's kind of, you know, when you go see like a comedian that's been on the road for years and years, then you will see their one-man show. They call it a one-man show. It's got acts. It's got, you know, lighting changes. Well, stand-up in Quebec is a lot more that even in a silly little bar. You'll have musical cues and, say, a fucking jungling bear that will come out and be part of the show. I don't know what that is right there. Am I, is that ruining your shot at all? No, no, it's fine. Uh, it's weird. Neighbors can't uh, peer in anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you do you write separate jokes in French and and English, or because sometimes they wouldn't translate right properly? Uh, well, puns puns are certainly not. Luckily, I don't do a lot of puns, but. Uh, like I said, for me, I try to be true to what I do up there, but there's ways that I tweak it. Like I will put the emphasis on a different spot because I know with the sensibility of the French Quebecois people, like for instance, when I do show in English and I know there's two or three Francophone in the audience that are obviously bilingual, like up in your area, in the North, there's tons of French Canadians in Northern Ontario. So I never feel completely alone. So if I start making fun of English people, <laughs> I feel like I've always got two or three people that have got my back in case. Uh, Quite a few here in uh, this city anyway. And, and uh, you know, in the areas that you're doing the shows this week. Yeah. So, but what's funny is, is yeah. that, that whole punching up, punching down thing actually come into play with me that if I'm in a room that's, you know, 99% Anglophone and I start saying a joke that kind of come from the perspective of me as a Francophone making fun of English people, whatever, like people are like, yeah, it's okay. He's making fun of us. That's fine. Maybe because I'm a white guy, they're white people, whatever. But like, if I'm in, if I'm in a French audience and I say like, oh, he's a glad they do whatever. They're like, hey, direct. We're not supposed to say that. And this is being recorded. What if the English find out? This is what we really think. You know, it's like it's their reaction. It's weird. Right. Like, like for instance, I did a birthday. Uh, no, I did a wedding just uh, this weekend, which because it's the pandemic, I take whatever I can get, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the marié, the the groom, uh, is in a wheelchair, and so we discussed before we shouldn't make fun. You know, it's sensitive for his mom and thing like that. Uh, so, but at one point, I just have a regular part of my act, a joke that mentions uh, the handicap stall in the washroom. You know what I mean, where the toilet's a little bit higher than the other toilets. And even that, because the guest of honor be standing beside me, or not standing, obviously he's in a wheelchair, so he was sitting, <laughs> sitting beside me. I felt the fret in the room. Even though he's fine with it, I've yeah. pre-established that I'm fine with This is a joke that I do in front of thousands of people all the time. That it, You have to be, so the, the, to answer your, there's a long way to go to answer your very simple question, but you just have to be sensible as a comedian or a performer to who, you, who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. To make sure that they can get on board with what you're saying. So if you go too extreme in any way, it's not going to work. So I adapt my act not just from English to French, but from downtown Montreal to fucking Timmins, Ontario. You can imagine that the consensus sensibility is different. Like when I go to Timmins, I won't make fun of cousins getting married because it's a much more normal thing up there. Yeah, right. You're gonna, you're gonna offend Mark. Kinsey's <laughs> yeah, like, all angry. He's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Son of the bitch. We invite him on our show. He totally starts talking about my Uncle Paul, the son of a bitch. Right? I, I like Derek's style. This is what we have to adapt. It's a good style. He's got a can of beer. Like This is the way you're supposed to be living life. I like. It's working for me. Yeah. I went to the doctor today. I did a bunch of blood tests because I've not been feeling well. It turns out we've the doctors and my consensus is that it's just stress. I'm actually stressed coming out of this pandemic. I'm like, like it's like I really got used to doing fuck all for 16 months. I, I'll do it like imagine my my job isn't that exigent. Imagine people that work in the mines or whatever, right? I work seven hours a week on a busy week, and I was like, I was really getting used to those seven hours a week off. So it turned out I'm stressed, but we did a bunch of blood tests just to be safe. And I could see that my doctor, she's going through all the results. 
And she was getting annoyed that they were all good. She's like, no, you look at your cholesterol. It's fucking perfect. Your cholesterol is actually really good. Yeah, but your blood pressure. What the fuck? How do you have okay blood pressure, Asit? And then she's like, but let's take a look at your liver function, you son of a... Your liver's the liver of a 20-year-old man. What the fuck is happening? She was getting annoyed that I was so healthy. <laughs> so... So you passed all the health checks, but is, some people just get lucky like that, I guess. Turns out I'm stressed out. Apparently, that's yeah. why I've not been feeling well, because I'm stressed. So my my uh, middle child, my son, moved out mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And my daughter is seeing a new boy, so she's out a lot. She's spending the night at his place a lot. My youngest daughter, she's off school for the thing, so she, she got a job closer to her mother's house. So... I think, guys, it's weird. So mixing with coming out of the pandemic, uh, mixed with empty nest syndrome. I'm 48 year old, and I have I'm having empty nest anxiety. Like I got nobody to take care of, yeah, and it's causing me anxiety. It's weird. You, you heard it there first. That by the way, this is a scoop for you guys. Good work. <laughs> Entertainment Tonight Canada didn't get this story. It was you fucking guys. There we go. We <laughs> exclusivity right here on uh, Kins and Klopp. And you know, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, the last 16, 17 months not doing anything. Uh, do, do you continue writing jokes uh, during that span? Do you, do you have jokes that uh, are going to be, you know, obviously you want to, yeah, I, I guess you you want to poke fun at the pandemic, but uh, do, you, do, you, do you stay clear of pandemic jokes or what, uh, what kind of our, like, our, what kind of fire and power and bullets are you throwing at the well uh, at the shows this weekend? I'm very stream of consciousness kind of comedian to begin with, so uh, to not mention it would be r ridiculous. If I I don't write like other comedians either, I write on stage. So the fact that I haven't really had any stages uh, means that I haven't really written that much yeah. stuff. But we've been back now for about two weeks and I've got like, you know, whatever. I've come up with like 15 or 20 minutes of new things, uh, some f generated by the pandemic, uh, some uh, some just things that happen in the few little like two weeks here, two weeks there that we were allowed to do stuff. Um, I like to think that if you've seen me before, you come again, you may hear something that's familiar, but it's always going to be new because I... I'll, I'll somebody's shirt could become 15 minutes of the show, you know, if it's a stupid enough shirt. Uh, but I don't write like a lot of comedians. I know they're at the computer and they're writing jokes. They're like, no, no, you know what would be a better word? This word is better. That's not me. I go to the club, drink three or four beers, jump on stage, and then hope fucking hilarity ensues. <laughs> that's my, that's my style. When you're sitting there, you know, eyeing the crowd, you know, some comedians don't really focus on the crowd. You're saying you. Do you, do, you, do you purposely, you know, leave spaces so you can, you know, you know, joke around and play with, as they say, you know, at uh, the strip joint at Ferb's Row, comedians usually first row means you're going to heckle them. Do you, did you go out of your way to look for uh, the funny characters at the, the, you know, the front of the stage? I really don't go out of my way to do anything. Honestly, I, uh, I try to be present there in the moment. I mean, I have... After 16 years doing this, I have hours of jokes that I've done several times and that I know work. Uh, I've got, you know, not to uh, pet my bretelle or whatever, like show off, but I have a good affinity to adapt things to the room that I'm in front of. Like I have very filthy versions of jokes, but then I have jokes like when you get there and the average age 
is like you know 68 year old or whatever like as soon as you start seeing seven or eight blue hair you kind of all right maybe we'll drop seven or eight of the cunts that i had planned for tonight and i'll switch it for something else <laughs> coffee's like oh god he just said cunt on bell oh no mark mark's supposed to be on the sensor button but he's too involved in the conversation but you just tell me if i shouldn't swear i'll stop no, swearing you, like you, i said you can say whatever you want there Derek. Yeah. yeah we don't censor our guests but i want to go back to the last like year and a half you mentioned of course like there's limited work if anything what is it like being a comedian and being like without work for like without performing in front of live people that sounds like pretty that's got to get pretty tough it is, and I think that's part of what has contributed to the stress that I'm feeling now. Like I said, my doctor and I kind of concluded that some of the symptoms that I'm feeling right now are stress-related. Uh, getting back out there, it's not like doing stand-up for your first time. I mean, I don't know if any of you, have, either of you, have either stood in, ever stood in front of a large crowd of people. A lot of people have trouble with public speaking. I wouldn't say that's the case for me. It doesn't feel like the first time, but there's that fear that, you know, March 2020, I was at the top of the, I was at the top of my game. I was at the top of the Canadian comedy sort of uh, food chain. See, I was nominated for a Juno. I'm like, I, I was doing good. So my, my fear lately, these last six or seven shows that I was finally able to do live was, you know, that three minute going before they introduced me. I'm like, do I still know how to do this? Like, mm -hmm. am I? And now, and even now, even that, it's different. It's not going out to a packed club, say, of what it's like. There's a guy here, and there's a guy there, and then there's a guy over there, and there's a girl. See, it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's, um, it's still different. So it's all like, am I good at it under these circumstances? I was lucky, lucky, and I'm knocking on wood. You guys can't see the wood. I was able to adapt to how we had to make a living during the pandemic. I, I did a lot of online things. Mm -hmm. I started, my girlfriend Googled it. I was the first person in Canada to do a live online show. Oh, okay. I did it on March 26, I think. So the pandemic for me started on March 20. On the 26, I said, oh, let's just do something online. And since this will be the way it's going to be consumed for the next little while. And then I guess because of that, companies started asking me to do it. So I actually survived the pandemic. I didn't miss any payments. You know what I mean? My mortgage continued to get paid. I made enough to survive the thing. My kids are all still fed and have a roof over their head. But now it's another adjustment. So I got used to doing online things, got used to doing, basically got used to doing comedy without any pants and wearing my Crocs in the garage. Yeah. Now I'm like, now I have to get used to fucking being all my balls, being all constrained, telling jokes again, you know? It's weird to be out there telling dick jokes, being so conscious of your actual dick. It's like, God, yes, it's, <laughs> these, these jeans got tighter over the pandemic <laughs> or something. I'm very funny <laughs> over here. Yes, I, I thought it was just me. Do people like who know you personally get worried you're going to use them in your routine? Say if they do something stupid or they get drunk one night and say, do, do, do they say, Derek, let's just leave that out? Uh, well, I guess my girlfriend is the she if there's one standout star of, of my act in general, it's my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And she, I have to say, has been a really great sport to this point. Uh, there happened one time that something happened uh, uh, while we were on a vacation 
And we got home and she's like, Derek, please, you're never going to tell that story. Please never tell that story. And I'm like, okay, baby, whatever. I won't, I guess, if you really don't want me to. And then she was, she was talking to a girlfriend of hers, told her this story in question. And she said, my girlfriend was rolling on the floor laughing when I was telling the story. And I was horrified at telling the story. Uh, so if she's laughing when I tell it, you're a joke person. I guess you could make it even funnier. So I guess since I love going to Jamaica and I want you to be successful, I guess you can tell the story. <laughs> so I'll be telling that story when I go to Timmins, actually. Yeah. So, so you're in Timmins uh, this weekend on the 7th, right? That's right. On Saturday night at yeah. the Surge. Back-to-back yeah, -back shows. Seven, you have a 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock show. That's that's now, I right. think uh, Rick was saying there's uh, how, how many tickets are left? Has he uh, kept you in the loop on that? I, I think he told me there was less than a dozen left for the early show, but there was still like 25 or so left for the late show. Okay. Uh, he also said, not like I'm, I mean, it's not so that I'm going to be pretty embarrassed. Like, oh my God, did comedy become obsolete during the pandemic? Because <laughs> uh, there's only, I think there's only 65 tickets available at either show. So, but he did say yeah. that people, People up in the north, especially now, it's a weird time, right? We don't know. Some people are still afraid to be in a group of people. Uh, but I, I do, I do know. And from past Timmins Comedy Festival, it's kind of last minute up there, right? There's never. I'm not. I know that I'm not fucking uh, Justin Bieber or whatever. See, it's a guy that's gonna tell stupid jokes. <laughs> so I if it doesn't sell out, I guess I won't be hurt. But. I'll never go to Timmins again, you sons of. There you go. There you go. A threat. People respond well here. The threats, and the thing is, I bet. Yeah, yeah. It's very Canadian to be. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's right. I guess it is. In the last year and a half, we've become more American than Americans. But the Surge is a great is a great venue. I know we chatted earlier; it'd be your first time there. But to me, it's like the more like it's as close as you can get to like a downtown Toronto, downtown Montreal vibe. Yeah, yeah I've only seen pictures. Is it brand new? It looks super clean yeah, and yeah. chic and new. Yeah. Yeah. And Timmins, yes, uh, probably the. I'm going to say this right now. Kim and her staff, the 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 cleanest bars in the city. Every time I go in there, I joke you could probably uh, eat on you know the five second rule. It, it, it's right in there, and it kind of has that feel. Uh, first time I ever went in there, it uh, you know if you set up your comedy stage, it, it, it'll feel like the just for laughs type uh, setting. For, All the pictures are Canadian, it, I think. Anyway, it looks brand new. It looks really yeah. nice and modern and cool. I can't wait. No, and no. you're and you're going to be in Iroquois Falls, I believe, with the day before. The Friday night, yeah, Friday night. Also doing two shows there at the Y, W Y E. I hope that's how you spell it. The yeah. Y. I think it used to be called the Station, and uh, this mom and son duo bought it and overhauled it, and now it's it's a it's a whole new restaurant bar bistro kind of place. And on Thursday, I'm doing Highball Billiards in uh, North Bay, Ontario. All right. So you're going to be you're going all, all over the map there. Did, did you miss traveling when you were off with the with the pandemic? Because I assume you, you have spent a lot of time on the road. Yeah, guys, I have three kids. I missed fucking traveling a lot. I'm really, <laughs> really missed hotel. Oh, my God. So good. My girlfriend was off work for like eight months. I'm like, I miss it so much. It's funny. <laughs> like before the pandemic happened, I'm like, oh, I wish I could spend more time with my kid. No, I'm a comedian. I spend way plenty of time with my kid. Yeah, this yeah. it's like the, the the gods really have a sick sense of humor too. Right in Quebec, we're coming out of the pandemic now. All the measures are being lifted and thing. And then right when the kids could go back to school full time, 
fucking schools out for the summer. We could have got finally gotten rid of these little shits. And now we're stuck with them for two and a half months on the regularly scheduled yeah. torture yeah. for parents. Bush, yeah, this sucks. But maybe, so I'm, but maybe they're anxious. thinking the same thing. They they want to see dad back on the road too. Like this is enough. I'm, dad to I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Two way street. They're like, okay, dad, dad's off to North Bay, Timmins, Iroquois Falls. Party time at uh, the Sagan House, right? Time, to, yeah, time to throw all the all the coasters in a box and like <laughs> all the things that I nag about. They're gonna just start doing. Oh God, my house is ruined. You guys, I was trying to get over the stress. This is terrible. Yeah, that, how much work goes into your craft? Because you know, people see you on stage, you're, you're having a great time, you're making them laugh. But there's just more to that. You know, you're you're probably spending hours a day developing your scrap, craft, writing jokes. It's it's not an easy role. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like at least at least 20, 25, 30 hours a day trying to come up with a new dick joke. No, I don't do anything, bro. I'm very very lucky. What you're talking about is sixteen years. I have sixteen years into it, um, but I I uh, I actually I'm one of the lucky comedians. I don't actually write except for on stage. I come up with it on stage, but then you know, like then you have to retain it. And then think about it. Yeah, so I guess I put some thought into it. Yeah. But not as much as you take you. Not as much as you're giving me credit for. And I don't want to take credit where it's not due. Let's be yeah. honest. I'm a heavy smoking alcoholic person that naps at least once a day, often twice. Uh, and I'm able to to still do this this job. <laughs> that's, why, that's why people, you know, they, they they gel to you. They can relate to you. That's why, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've been deemed one of Canada's funniest comedians is it weird having that title does it go to the head like what what happens when someone comes up to you and says hey it's the funniest guy in canada derek say again do you, do you get all bashful or do you sign autographs what's uh, what's the the mood it's like funny enough i do sign autographs and it's still weird to me i'll tell you uh it's not lost on me when people say that about me it's not like uh i don't care what i'm I consider myself to be among the luckiest people in, that exist. So even that, like when we were going over with my doctor today that we established, it's probably just stress. I was so mad at myself for being, what are you stressed about? You son of the bitch. You talk about pipi caca, fucking one ball bigger than the other. And you make enough money to drive a night. I just bought a motorcycle. Like I am, for what I do, I do not deserve all the thing that I have. I am so lucky. So when you say that, it's very kind. Thank you. Uh, I, 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 I cherish it and I take it seriously. So to say, you know, like I'm sure you've heard comedian, they have a, a you know, an off night or a bad show, not pointing finger at anybody, but I'm sure you've heard comedians say like, oh, this audience was shit. They're stupid. They didn't get the joke whatever, my jokes are great, this guy's an idiot. I can say, Orny Adams, I don't know if you saw the Seinfeld thing, mm -hmm. he would often get mad at the audience. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's never been my mentality. Wherever I go, if I'm in North Bay, like people, other comedians even say like, that's your tour this weekend, North Bay, Timmins and Iroquois Fall. Good to see you're still successful, Derek. I'm like, fuck you. $15 in Toronto or $25 to, in Toronto is the same $25 in the Iroquois Fall to get in to see me. So if, you know, if I have to talk about this in Toronto, but I have to talk about this, you know, maybe adapt 
whatever snobby business meeting to fishing trip as see to make the fucking joke work for the it's the people in front of me that are my most important thing while i'm on stage my kids could catch fire i wouldn't care because i'm focused on making these people have fun that's what we're here for we're here to have fun together so it's not lost on me how very lucky I am. And just to retract, I, I would still be sad if my children caught fire. <laughs> but it would have to wait until the end of the show for the second. Yeah, to kick in. Before you extinguish them out. <laughs> well, they all know the stop, drop, and roll or something like that. So Something I, like that. They, I think they would be okay. In I've been, like I said, I've been a smoker alcoholic yeah. their whole life. I'm sure they've had to put out fires that I'm not even aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure maybe they could do their own comedy set yeah. uh, on dad. But um, so, so a very successful 16 year career. Is there anything that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Is it TV? Is it movies? Is it a, what would be something? On that's, a, that's funny that you mentioned that it's uh, now I feel I'm at the point I was telling my mother this today that uh, I have surpassed all my goals and, even fantasies when I started doing comedy, I've surpassed them so far that I was like telling her, I, I think I have to sit down and really try to establish new goals or new, a new, a new objective in this business. So in thinking about that a little bit, I think, you know, having my own show, hosting my own show during the pandemic, I was doing, I, I keep saying pandemic. I, I call it a pandemic. You guys call it a pandemic. I just, I feel like it affected me more than everybody else. So I call it a pandemic. <laughs> um, but uh, I did a lot of construction things just to, you know, to be useful and to be, to fill my, my, you know, I had nothing to do for over a year. So started renovating my own house and then people saw that and they're like, hey, could you help me with my thing? And sure, I could do that. And I like it. Keeps my mind busy. I didn't have, while you're, think about while you're building a deck, mm -hmm. see, it's not rocket science, but it's. I need to put that square thing on the square peg to put it in the, you're focused on a thing that keeps you from worrying about La Fain's Monde and everybody, the whole zombie apocalypse. So I enjoyed it for that. It kept my mind busy. I was getting better at a skill that could be useful should a real zombie apocalypse happen. Uh, I forget what the point of the, the whole, what, what were we even talking about? Maybe maybe this beer was a bad idea, guys. Uh, no, we're, we're talking about like, what do you want to accomplish next? Mm. 16 so I was posting a lot of the construction things I was doing. I was posting it on Instagram. Like, here's where we got to today. And then tomorrow, here's the progress. And then here's the finished project with the railing and the inset lighting. And the I built a bar with neons and, so, you know, the whole <laughs> built-in cooler and then the sink. And, the, and people started seeing it. So I'm like, you know what? That would be fun to host a show. Like, I, I started getting an idea to host a renovation show that's for regular people. Right. Like the, the angle that I was thinking that I, if ever I if I even knew who to pitch shows to, that's the thing. I, I started writing out a pitch and, a, the, you know, your one page Bible or whatever, and then realized I don't even know who to pitch this to. It's not like I know the CEO of Discovery Channel or whatever, but th the show I would do would be, you know, it's a how to show. But as often as not would be sometimes it would be a, a how not to show because I, you know, I mess up and then you have to take it apart and start over. Like, you know, installing a toilet. Don't screw up your little beeswax ring, Chris. No, start all over. You have to, you know. So it would show people that, A, any moron can do some of these projects because I can do it. Uh, so don't be intimidated to do it. Maybe you'll save yourself 500 bucks, 10,000 bucks. Who knows what you save? Uh, and that if you mess up, look how easily we fix it. You don't mess up and then call a plumber. You could, you could probably fix it. 
So that now, was my. Are you, are you naturally good at this construction, or are you you going step by step on the YouTube? Like I, I watch one step, I pause the YouTube video, I complete it, then I go to the next step. Like that's. <clears> I, I didn't even that? I didn't even think of YouTube until I started getting into more complex things. So I have used YouTube for a couple of things uh, uh, more recently, but for specific things because I find sometimes you watch it happened. I watched a YouTube video and I'm like, no, I don't like that way at all. That's that's stupid way. I'm gonna do it this way. But it is true. There's tools out there for everything. But I guess I'm just naturally uh, adept at that kind of tinkering i'm not i think the biggest blockade for men anyway maybe they're not for everybody but for men is that we don't want to screw something up right we feel like we're not but i've never been like that i'm like well, i'll just try it i don't care like that's just that's why like i'm the only bilingual person in like in my 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 sister not but like because she's shy to mm -hmm. speak today so she doesn't um so no, I just try and I don't worry about it and then turn out it's not, well, I think where it also come from, you meet a guy that, yeah, I'm a contractor. And then the more you talk to him, like, oh my God, the guy thinks the earth is flat and he's, this fucking guy's an idiot. So if this guy can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? So the earth is flat people. We've seen a lot of them uh, come out lately in the last couple of months. What's we, up we with that? People. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they're everywhere. But what's, What's a bigger learning lesson when, when you're on stage? If you go on stage and it bombs or you go on stage and it's just outstanding, do you learn more from a failure or a success? I think inevitably, and if there's any young listeners out there, I think it I would be doing a disservice to say anything but that you will learn more from your failures because I think that is a, a, a life lesson that is very important. Um I think what you will learn from a major success or like a huge, like you just crush, you learn how your ego deals with that kind of thing, which is a useful lesson only to yourself. Uh, but from your failure, you learn so much about who you are, what you're made of, what other people are made of, especially in my business to, you know, you go out there, you know, some guys like, especially the comedians that sit home and craft their joke. You know what I mean? Like, oh, each word has been chosen and you do it five times and it kills. And then you do it that sixth time and people are not only indifferent, but they're almost, they seem almost annoyed with you. And you're like, what the fuck? Like what? You have to try to figure that out. How is that possible? That six groups or five groups thought it was amazing. And this six group collectively decided you're an asshole for saying that same thing. It's so failure. I think not just in comedy, I think failure in life again, I don't want to be preachy or that stupid dad, whatever, but uh, you will learn so much more from things that don't go exactly how you plan than you will for things that go better than plan. Uh, things that go better than plan makes you lazy. Right. Yeah. And I never want to be that comedian. I never want to be the guy that's lazy. And sadly, though, in my business, and I've heard other people say this, Jerry Seinfeld, most famously, that the bigger you get, you know, he will now instead of like instead of playing the surge, right, he'll play Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. to 24,000 people and the tickets aren't $30, they're $300, right? And he'll just walk out on the stage hasn't said a word yet and he's getting a standing ovation whereas when i walk out on stage at the surge there might be three or four people that are familiar with what i do so now the other people are like this better be worth 30 dollars, you fucking french piece of shit <laughs> right so i gotta prove myself yeah, so it's like the more famous you get 
the more complacent it's easy to become, right? So the, I think the really great guys that have lasted, like Seinfeld, even say Kevin Hart is not my cup of tea, but the guy worked hard. He doesn't take for granted anything. Uh, but it's easy to, right? Like you think about it, Jerry Seinfeld, let's see. Everyone know who he is. When he come out on stage, everyone's already like, oh my God, I would totally have your baby, whatever, see? Uh, so as I've gotten more successful, I feel now like it's, it's a big humility moment for me that I get to, you know, kind of restart. I was starting to tour major theaters and stuff before this all happened. Now I'm like, all right, let's get back to the nitty gritty. Let's get into the the, the nicest bar in all of Timmins, but still just the bar in Timmins, La Santa. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the, uh, the cap. Like the last time I was in North Bay, I played the Capitol Center to 950 people. Now I'm going to Highball Billiards, which is maxed out at 60. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good for me. I think that's good for me, regardless of how the shows go. It's like, yeah, the whole world is in a fucking shitstorm. So we're going to have to start off with 60-seaters now just to remind people that I'm even funny. So, you know, if I'm at the surge and there's 120 people that come through the door that night, hopefully, you know, at least 110 of them will tell other people, no, that was really good. I was really happy. So if I come back and I play the Dante or whatever, you know, 200 people may have heard that he's pretty funny and let's go see him. So what can what can uh, people expect when they go see your show at the surge? I, I assume they're going to have a, a pretty good time. Nothing but vaccine jokes. Vaccine? Oh no! A hundred minutes of vaccine jokes. <laughs> right. And flat flat Earth. Yeah, um, flat Earth. Obviously, yeah, they go yeah. hand in hand, right? The nanobots yeah. that have come in my brain from the vaccine is going to make me talk about flat Earth, of course. <laughs> Do you think people are going to be tired of hearing about the pandemic, even though, even if it's in joke style or, or, or you just, you, you just go with it? That's like I said, I'm, I'm very lucky that I, I have this skill that I will be able to pick up on it very quickly. If I bring up any subject that is people are fed up with, they're just not interested in as a collective. And that's something important to know. And you, I think you almost have to be a comedian, like for radios, broadcasters like yourself, I mean, I, on this platform, you have the immediacy of comments. People can comment for you and stuff. But there's nothing you can't compare. Even the musician can't. It, stand up comedy audiences, maybe live theater audiences could uh, or, or pl players could relate more, but they're stuck with the script, right? They have to stay with the script. The show is going to be that show. Mm -hmm. Stand up comedy audiences. Like I said, from you know, you tell it five times, kills, six times, dies. Why? Because every group of people, as strange as it sounds, uh, together develop one personality. It's weird. Uh, but think about like at a corporate, like a corporate comedy show. Mm -hmm. Say jokes that I know are killers. And then I even maybe even know somebody that work at the company personally. And I know he loves the joke. But I'll tell the joke, but because it go over a certain line or touches a certain subject, we saw he's going to, before he laugh, he's going to look at his boss or his manager or whatever. Oh, he's not laughing. I hate this joke. Fuck you, Derek. I never ever would say. So, but all the, so there's, imagine if you've got a room of 300 people, there's 300 different little mini unspoken interaction that are happening like that. Like this guy's got a contagious laugh. And he's made now my joke that isn't even that great, made it do way better than it normally would because 
these 16 people all around him in the earshot of his laugh are now laughing because of this idiot. They didn't even hear what I said, but this guy's laugh is funny. See? So each audience ends up with their own personality, and it's our job as comedians, and I like to think that it's a good comedian. So a skill that I'm able to develop is I can kind of figure that out within eight or nine minutes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. And you have Rick Lemieux opening for you here. I believe he's with you in Iroquois Falls. And I think and he's, he's going to, he's Bay. even coming. Yeah. He's even coming down to North Bay. He's going to make the trek. <laughs> so Rick, if you don't know Rick, he's Timmins, Timmins, Timmins born and bred and, and yeah. a long time uh, constable in the police force, but he's left the police force, mm -hmm. which now makes him uh, a candidate to be one of my personal friends. Uh, <laughs> I faked it before. I pretended we were friends, but we weren't friends. <laughs> but now he's got a teaching job. He teaches police. Uh, and uh, because the police were actually, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but anyway, the police were, let's say, politely asking him not to do comedy because it wasn't befitting an officer of the law. But, you know, shooting black people, that's totally befitting. That's fine. We can do that as much as we want. All right, <laughs> you guys were supposed to laugh at that, and you yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna just get right away from that. See, yeah, I read your personality as a group. We're gonna not joke about shooting black people anymore. We got it. We got that. You don't like those jokes. <laughs> I, you know what? But Rick is now able to do comedy again, and it happened during the pandemic. So he's hungry to do it, and I love cheap labor. So he's gonna come all the way down to North Bay and open for me there. He's an amazing comedian and a more amazing guy. Uh, he was a wonderful policeman, not to say all policemen are bad, because he was one and he was a fantastic guy. Uh, shooting black people is wrong, just to be clear here. I was joking. It was a social commentary of an epidemic that's happening. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's, Mark's got a very, very uh, expressive face. And as soon as I said, the one, shoot black people, Mark's like, this is to tell all our sponsors, I do not approve or condone yes. this message. Mark's sort of the father of the show here, so he, he he's sort of the watch over. So am I the, the the guy that looks over your shoulder there, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. A father to two young little guys, two two uh, two boys. Nice. Mark's Mark's face is like my mother. My mother can do what Mark does with his whole face, just with lips. She purses her lips like this. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone knows she's pissed. And just let's let's not say those words again. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time some some of them on my side here, Kinsman, and, and and he was out all weekend without any sunscreen, obviously. So. No, I put the sunscreen on. I just burn. I can tan underneath a light bulb. I, I'm just one of those. Uh, those you look like you look like you have good color, though. Your color looks good. Yeah, well, we were with uh, the Walk of Sorrow with uh, Patricia Ballantyne on Saturday, and uh, saw the video. Good for you, buddy. That's fantastic. She uh, she came along and uh, we ended up uh, you know walking about five five kilometers in the sunshine. You don't realize how how powerful the sun is until you're walking five k on uh, you know <laughs> hoofing it on uh, pavement. Well, and Jamie sent me the the link to your Facebook page, so I saw the 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 the, the headline whatever the walk of sorrow, and I thought you were gonna just be showing some pupun chick walking down the street at, at dawn with like high heels in her hand. The walk, the walk shame, <laughs> That's yeah. the walk of shame. Yes, I made yes. a mistake. Yes. The walk of sorrow is something much more important than the... <laughs> yeah, I would say. Like, so. see, and was, so anyway, we don't want to harp on any negative things, but just to make sure people understand the whole thing about the police violence against black people, 
these are just to be clear these are things i'm against just like the walk of sorrow i am for the the things the tragedies that caused us to need to make the walk of sorrow very much against just so that everyone is clear i'm not an insensitive person yeah i, I, I also I love my country and this has very been a very difficult time for people that love Yeah, sure. Canada. You can imagine that being a Quebecois, I'm already a minority here for somebody that's super mega pro Canada. And then to hear thing like that, I mean, it's only a matter it's moving from the West to the East. There's going to be some terrible, terrible shit we're going to find out here in Quebec as well. And it's, yeah. uh, I hate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He loses uh, his mic. Oh, we, we lost his sound. We lost your sound there, Derek. Maybe maybe he, he, he unplugged from something. Yeah, oh the he, he's on mute. You're on mute. How's that? Oh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. go. Yeah, you muted there. yourself there, Derek. I don't know how I didn't even touch the computer. I think what do you did? No, don't blame no. me. Jamie's do Jamie. I hear Jamie clicking shit over there like crazy. Let's make it big. Let's make it small. The fucking guy <laughs> muted me. Talk about the walk of sorrow. Right as I was about to say what a terrible thing it is, he's like, let's mute it and make it yeah, sound yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. saying it's great yeah. or something. Sure. Derek's just here to be funny. He's trying to get on a serious <laughs> issue. So let's just click this. Uh, this is your little square always orange, or is it orange now because because of the the current well, movement? It's actually supposed to be red. I don't know how good of a red we have because that's the color of our logo, but uh, I don't know. Okay. But it was I'm, orange for uh, for Patricia's show uh, the other day there. when we. I'm a little bit colorblind. That could be it too. Doesn't that look orange? It's orange on my screen. Yeah. I mean, maybe you have a, a, a color problem with your monitor or maybe it's us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it is. So I know that the Surge has tickets and Rick Lemieux has tickets for this weekend. And you got to get them quick. Yes, there is a lot of folks that will wait to the to the last minute and buy, and you don't want to be disappointed. And I was yeah, telling, like Eric, I was telling Mark be, be, before he came on. You know, th there's been so much crap the last year and a half. It's time, like, just get out, let out some steam, let out some stress, go out and laugh, and just go in there and have a good time. It, it's about time. We have a good have a good time. Don't come and with an agenda like the. Uh, like I said, you know, I push the envelope sometimes, but you guys, I, I probably put too much energy into making sure that your whatever 17 listeners <laughs> knew that, <laughs> that I'm not actually saying police violence against any race is bad, that the, the you know, the, the residential school situation is horrible, but I may still make a joke about it because I make a joke about it doesn't mean I'm diminishing what it, how bad it is. Basically, what I'm saying is if You're a fucking Karen. Stay. If your name is Karen, maybe you shouldn't come. I don't. <laughs> If you want to speak to the manager at the surge, maybe wait till another day to come talk to the manager. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. If you want to have fun, pure fun that has no malicious intent, that is only about trying to make people feel joy and happiness and forget about bullshit for a night, please do come and see. Come and see us. Yeah. Yeah. And know that if you hear something that isn't right up your alley, there's something maybe coming in a second that you might like and that I don't mean any harm ever. I never want to hurt anybody ever. I really, I have to, one of my colleagues is being sued right now by a human rights tribunal. Mm -hmm. And the whole issue is like, is there a line? Is there a subject you shouldn't? No, to me, no. As long as you're not trying to hurt anybody, there's people that we voted for that elected to public office that have very important jobs 
that make decisions on the daily that hurt hundreds and thousands of people, and yet that's that's fine. Uh, all I'm saying is, I'm never. My intent is never to hurt anybody except evil, mean people. Like if I make a joke about, uh, say, the ineptness of a premier of some province somewhere. Uh, it's, I, I think he could take it, and I don't think he cares, really, because he doesn't care about what we think. Anyway, I don't know why I'm over-explaining it. It's, I'm still, see, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to get back out there. It's a whole don't new world. Don't be nervous. You're going to do, do, do fine. You're going to do yeah. fine up there. People get offended by everything. <laughs> like I've had people smoking. Like COVID is killing people, but my smoking has made people angry with me. Like, it's 2021. You're killing us all. <laughs> you, I see. <laughs> Keep your mask on, you yeah, fucking bitch. Yeah, that. Yeah, so that's too. Yeah. I will be mean to people that I find extraordinarily stupid and self-righteous and uh, uh, self-important. I'm also mean to those people, just so you know. There you <laughs> Cause, go. Because they bug the shit out of me. Well, sometimes <laughs> people deserve it, but it, it's a good night out. You know, we yeah. haven't had the opportunity for a lot of live entertainment here in Timmins in the last year and a half. So I don't wait. Like Kim, who who runs the bar? Well, she, she just said her best friend's Karen. So I don't know what that maybe her, her friend. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. That Karen can come, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She spells it Karen with a, a K minuscule, like a, a small K. So that she's probably not too big for her bitches, that one. Yeah. He also says they're not they're not offended by anything at the surge. Yeah. And also should say this, Derek. Uh, we have our own beer cans, which uh, you'll actually find at the surge. So we could probably yeah. set aside a few cold ones for you. What kind of beer is it? It's a, it's a craft beer from uh, Full Beer Brewing. But like what, like red, dark, Pilsner. Uh, yeah, it's one of one of the lighter uh, seven oh. It's the seven oh five Kinsen Clomp line. It, it's Blondale. Yeah, it's a Blondale. That's so, my jam. That's my there you go. Kim, set me up with a bucket of fucking Kings and Clump Kings and Clump ale, please. There you go. We'll, we'll put a, we'll put a few of these in your rider for coming up yeah. here. You haven't had a you know the, the, the chance to have riders in 16, 17 months. We'll make sure you're stocked there. I promise to promote it for an hour plus a night or a show. So you're gonna get a whole three hour full Kings and Clump plug at the surge on that night. And, and I will, I will, I'll try to store up some special, like epic, epic level burps to be like, nothing makes you fucking break the burp record like a Kins and Clomp. Mm -hmm. I like this. There we go. Hopefully yeah. That's what you're after. It is a new. <laughs> Mark's dad just kicked in, though. He's like, no, I don't know if burping in public is really. Polite. No, no. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> I, I don't have. I'm not that big of a downer when I go out. Actually, you know what? But when you see me away from show, away from broadcasting, you know, at a at an establishment, uh, you know, to, to, totally two different people. You know, right like a sailor. I'm uh, two two different kinses. You get two different levels. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the kids are at home in bed. To uh, you know, now dad's out. Uh, no kids. Totally different story. His voice probably changes too. Listen to this beautiful broadcasting voice. He gets to the surgery. He's like, "Hey, Kim, what's going on? All your secrets revealed in one night. That's right, all, all in one night. Yeah, right. That's right. All right. So we can't keep Derek all night, but we know he's going to be in Timmins this weekend. So don't wait. And Kim already said there's going to be tons of people at the door. That's the Timmins style. Don't be disappointed. Grab your tickets now. 
yeah. Rick Lemieux at the surge and uh, just go out, relax, have a good, good night out. And you know, if Derek blasts you a little bit, accept it and then laugh at yourself. Relax. Fine. That's it. I'll be nice. All right. <laughs> I'll be nice. All right. It was a real pleasure. And uh, on a serious note, we are really proud of your career and everything you've accomplished for yourself and making Canada laugh. And I love that one article where you out, uh, you know, performed Whitney Cummings. I read that on your webpage and and I I like her. She's funny. That was one of my, that was a big night for me. That was, she had a tough job. She's hosting a gala just for laughs. So she's got, you know, scripted, very tight like we need you to do you know 67 second here so it's a tough it's not a it's not any measure of a comedian on how you host a gala but that night was among the top five biggest shows of my life and uh but thank you thank you and it's it's definitely <laughs> maybe i'll do that joke you know what fuck it we're in a bar i could do it it's a blowjob joke so but you know yeah i hear you, uh, you can do uh, there, there's no no holds barred at uh, you know, especially the surge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, totally. That's a crowd open for everything. So bring, bring, bring your A game. I, I heard in the nineties that's how Timmins was doing population control was just all oral for like nine years in Timmins. <laughs> I, I think that's what the mayor was saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would vote for that. Any politician that run, ran on a platform of all oral, I would vote for that friggin' politician. The like 97% voter turnout. <laughs> All right. Well, thank it's you so nice much. to meet you guys. Thank you so yeah, much for having me on. We will. Uh, well, g- good luck this weekend. We're going to stock yeah. you up with the beer and best of luck with the shows. And, and uh, congratulations for being back on the road. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Can't wait yeah, to get back out there. Cheers. We'll see All you right, soon. Everybody. We'll see you up here. So awesome, right? Uh, you have to, if you don't know a lot like about Derek, this guy, one, it's very hard to establish an entertainment career in Canada as compared well, to the yeah. States. But what he's done here in Canada and, and the shows that he's stolen and uh, he was playing at some big venues, Kinsman. So we're very fortunate to have him here what? this weekend at The Surge. Our favorite place in town. Out of all places, you know, The Surge with Kim and uh, her staff. Everybody going to enjoy Derek. And again, you know what? Yeah, you, you, you love the comedians. And, uh, you know, he was tying it in with the musicians where they play. They don't care where they're playing. If they're playing to one person or, you know, 50,000 people, you know, they, they still give it their all. And they don't care where they're playing. They want to they want to reach all the audience. And, uh, you know, uh, Derek, we're, 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 we're thankful that he's got, uh, you know, he's a humble guy and loves to play in uh, the north. He, uh, he, he's very down to earth. Uh, you know, he's not uh, not not the stars that always play to the fifty thousand plus. Uh, I need a million dollars. No, Derek Derek plays where you know his fans want to see him play, and that's up here in the north. And listen, you go to one of these comedy shows. Nothing's yeah. like you said. Nothing's to be taken seriously. It's just jokes to make people laugh and relax and forget about all the other stuff that's going on in their life. So uh, it was really cool to have him and. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. At his jokes, there, kinsman. You never, not once, you laugh at any of my jokes. Not once, one time. <laughs> come on, oh come on. When, yeah. when, when you get to the stature of a Derek Sagan, yeah. Well, okay. All right. So, uh, speaking about Patricia and the Walker Sorrow, they yeah, yeah. And I said we did the walk. The whole extra day having the stat on Monday screwed me up. There, I said the walk was Saturday. We we walked on Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, Patricia was in uh, Timmins, and you know what? One of one of the proudest moments being a part of you know that walk with Patricia and her entourage with Lindsay. Uh, they uh, they asked us to be a part of it. 
And, uh, you know, seeing, seeing all the love and support when she left uh, Timmins today, she's now in Matheson, mm-hmm. her way to uh, North Bay, eventually to uh, Ottawa. Hopefully uh, she'll get there by the 21st, according to uh, her crew. But uh, she made it to Matheson safely here this afternoon. Good. And I seen she got, uh, her and her team got a great welcoming in Matheson. So they sure did. Uh, our friend from Brain Freeze is going to be part of what? Is it Urban Park? Tomorrow? The Urban Park Olympics is uh, what's going on tomorrow. And uh, Julie Lemire, yes, the brain freeze. My my little guys love when they hear her, uh, you know, rolling around Melrose. If they haven't eaten their dinner, they're 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 wolfing down their dinner because they know they have to eat before they get the treat, right? But Julie Lemire, 12 noon tomorrow, the Urban Park Olympics. And they've got a, a kid-friendly obstacle course there. So with all the kids there taking part in the obstacle course. You know, what, what, what better way to cool down than with a brain freeze treat from uh, Julie? She'll be there. All right, Kinsman, you did not win the TADH. No, I, I know they, I know they say don't, uh, you know, don't, you know, go to bed thinking that you're going to be that one getting the phone call, but uh, everybody does. You buy a ticket for the TADH draw, the 50 50. It's been over 200,000 since it started. Again, $215,000. 11 o'clock comes by. Yeah, is it just me? You look at 11, you're like, okay, maybe my phone's broken. Maybe, maybe they're doing the draw late today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they didn't call you or I, but they did call Marie Malte uh, of Timmins and her family. Uh, seeing posts online, couldn't have happened to a better family. 215000 I'd be happy if I'm happy finding a nickel on the doorstep, you know, let alone keep <laughs> getting that phone call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so congratulations. They, yeah. These draws are... Uh, astronomical amazing okay. right so i'm back i was back at restaurant natto this weekend and 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 these pizzas you know i always have the intentions to go in and try the pizza but then i just always get sucked back into their breakfast because they have something like <laughs> texas toast but yeah. they call it something differently there but it's like it's texas toast they like call house, it house bread nope. is that is that what she calls it the house loaf Fat toast, Kinsman. Fat toast. Fat toast. And I always get sucked back in and, and have the breakfast. But these pizzas, these pizzas are really good. They are. And uh, if you haven't tried the pizzas yet, uh, Julie, uh, you know, a proud sponsor of our show, says, uh, you know, we say, what, what, what do you want us to focus on? What's uh, what's hot? She's like, make sure you tell them all about my pizzas. If you haven't tried the restaurant at Pizza, Julie makes a mean pizza. She's got the Canadian, the barbecue chicken, that you name it, she can whip it up into a pizza crust for you and a pizza. And she also, uh, you know, one of the one of the earliest breakfast starts in the city, 7 a.m. They are open for breakfast and they also uh, have takeout and delivery. And we also want to send our condolences. Uh, Julie, we uh, heard through the grapevine that uh, she lost her, uh, her pop of 13 years today. So uh, our condolences to uh, Julie and her Family for losing their uh, their little fur child today. Yeah, that's always tough. It's like a family member. So we 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 met. Uh, well, we chatted with Anthony today, and uh, his story is pretty re- remarkable for mining safety solutions. Did you know this, Kinsman? So he started his. It's a local business. Yes, and they sell all types of uh, uh, mining uh, safety type apparel. Uh, all over Timmins, but all over the country. He started in 2015 in conjunction with Northern College. Yeah. 2018, he wins a safety award for his gloves. I think they're called MSS1. So mm-hmm. he's been building the, this business pretty much on himself. 
for the last six years. He services a lot of the, the, the mines and industries in this communities. Known as selling, if not the best safety gloves in the business. And he's expanded to all types of safety uh, type stuff. He solutions and that he had that spray that sanitizing spray uh, for businesses that made it really easy to sanitize their office and workspace he specializes in the gloves and we had a chance to chat with him today and he's going to be coming on the show thursday but if if you really want to support someone local it's a mining town uh his gloves are bar none the best and you listen you don't want to lose these hands kinsman but no you have to check out Anthony at uh, Mining Safety Solutions and the work he's doing in town. It's pretty incredible. I liked it. Pretty incredible. And uh, again, when he brings these gloves to the forefront, I don't know if there's miners out there using gloves, having trouble with the dexterity of, you know, bending. You, 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 you need to use your, you know, you're your in tight spaces. You, you need to, you know, have full control of the hands. These gloves, you should see the dexterity of these gloves if you're not using them. And again, Anthony going to be on the show uh, Thursday to tell you uh, not only how awesome these gloves are, but how uh, you can join his uh, his fleet yeah. and uh, you know help him uh, you know uh, promote these uh, gloves. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna bring him on. It's a local guy to dream about starting his own business and finding success, and we love those stories. So congratulations yeah. to him. And and guess what? I was out at Villers Bay last night checking out an RV. I slept in it actually, Kinsman. That was purchased at Timmins RV. Yeah. Enjoying life, the DVD players going. These pull-out beds, remember them in the old tent trailers where you couldn't walk for like six weeks? No. Sleep of comfort and luxury. The rain was coming down. Like It was. It, uh, it rained pretty good. You you invited me. I said, no, I was going to stay and watch some of the Olympics there. I wasn't going to take the drive out there, but uh, you... Uh, you uh, you ended up uh, you know staying dry because you asked for one. You're in an RV, and afterwards I said, uh, "Where does everybody sleep?" I forgot that the RV that uh, you guys are in, uh, you know, what was it sleep ten, eight, ten, ten? There a ton of people in that place. Yeah, did you, I don't know if I would have nine friends to fill it, but uh, you know, when I go to other people's RVs, I can fill it. It'd be you and. Uh, uh, maybe my dad, if I can get him here for, from Thunder Bay. So, so three out of ten filled. That's it. And again, Timmins RV. Uh, again, you get better amenities and accommodations in these RVs than you do in your own home. We've had great deals on all uh, spring, all summer, and now as they near closer to fall, they want to get rid of their inventory. You're you're saving. You know, I was on uh, on their on their site today, TimminsRV.com. Um, you know, Springdale uh, travel trailers and uh, the RVs, the uh, the uh, the Arcadia, the uh, the Keystone Arcadias, uh, ten thousand dollars in some cases cheaper, twenty thousand dollars cheaper. So if you have your eye on, uh, let's say, an RV back in the spring, uh, this is the time to buy TimminsRV.com, right. and you can find them on the lot, first left past the Canada Scotia Toronto. Ashley says, sounds like a great deal. And uh, oh, Ashley's yeah. been commenting a lot tonight. That's, uh, that's awesome. We really appreciate appreciate yeah. that, uh, Ashley. And uh, Mason is all set with his new Spider-Man bedding to sleep in his. <laughs> there you go. So the the Keen, Nick Keen, Vickers families. Ready to hit the road. They're getting set to take theirs. They're, uh, they're going to be taking it on its maiden mm-hmm. voyage, I do believe, this weekend. So Don't you be around. crashing their family party, Kenzie. You're oh, just no, trying no. to get an invite by, by mentioning yeah. that. Okay, so I'm going to show the video right at the end, but we... Uh, why is this green screen behind me? So we have, we have this very awesome contest. Yes, we do. Uh, with our friends at Bell from Park Road Square. 
and locally owned Bell store. Okay. We want to say locally. We love them in there. Two things. It's easy. You go in, you fill out a ballot. Very simple in the store. You can win $300 in-store credit. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And Mark and I are going to come and clean your car inside and out. I'm doing the outside. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> you see a comment from uh, Anne Moran on the, the comment thread. If, you've, uh, if you know Anne, she's been on our show uh, a few times. She was our first guest. Yeah. On Kids and Clop Live, her her dog Loki. She says, "I she, she said today, I can't wait for Jamie and Mark to win this for me." Or she wants to win because uh, we you can see the hair in the back seat there. We'd be yeah. uh, up to our eyeballs in Loki fur. <laughs> There's the photo right there, Kinsman. Janice said it looked like I wanted to spray you. Uh, the answer to yeah. that question, Janice, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> That's right. Janice is going to need her RV clean. So I guess it's a vehicle. We did say a vehicle. So we stepped in that. So once again, all you got to do is head down to the store, fill out a ballot. And then at the end of the month, we're going to announce the winner. That's right. Uh, Chantel and Joel, just go see them again. Don't confuse them with the corporate bells, the local bell, Park Road Square, 425 Algonquin Boulevard East. And uh, you can't, uh, you can't miss the ballot drum. It's uh, in fact, one box that was designed by, Little Mason, he, uh, he gave that to us earlier on in the summer. All right, Kinsman, I'm going to play the video, and then I am going to go eat my supper. So you have a good night, my friend. You too, and we'll uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Yes, and remember, next time, laugh at my jokes. I have feelings too, Kinsman. All right, Kinsman, the long weekend is over. It is. But you don't need to be sad or depressed because no. the fun is going to continue. It's going to continue. We wanted to welcome our newest sponsors to Kins and Klopp Live, the Bell Store at Park Road Square, to the Kins and Klopp Live lineup with a launch of a brand new contest, yes. which is going to start right now. Okay, so here's how it goes, Kinsman. A couple big things. Yeah. I, I want to get the big news out of the way. What's that? If you enter this contest, and it's very simple, you just come into the Bell store, right, here on Park Road. That's right. You enter the ballot, right? The ballot's right here. The ballot you box is right here. Remember, remember Mason? Yes. Mason gave that to us, and look at that. This is going to be the ballot okay. drum right here at the, the Park Road Square in the Bell store. When you're walking in or out, yes. put it in here, and you have a chance to win. Okay, so people know how to drop in a ballot, but the thing is, if you come in between now and the end of August, and you fill out a ballot, one... The winner, we're going to come to your place and clean your vehicle. That's now, right. I'm doing the outside. You're doing the inside of the vehicle. I'm going to do the inside. Okay, we're going to have to flip a coin for that. But, uh, yeah, we will clean your vehicle. And in hand, guess what? $300 in-store credit to shop right here at the Bell Store. That's right. So you just got to come into the Bell Store, fill out a ballot. At the end of August, we're going to draw one lucky winner. We're going to clean your vehicle. We're going to drop you off a $300 in-store credit to be used at the Bell Store here. That's you know right. what I love about the Bell Store and Park Road? What's that? Locally owned, man. That's right. Locally, Locally owned, owned and operated.